Hello everyone, welcome back to Quarantine Vlogs. Um, my name's Abele, I'm a 24 year old nerd who just enjoys um, talking about anime, manga, TV shows, um, and just, I just want to like talk about the new normal now that we live in a time where social interaction is limited or um, non-existent because we now use computers, our phones more. Um, it's no longer face-to-face -face interaction as much. And this is my second episode. Um, kind of excited, honestly. Uh, this is a wonderful experience. Um, I got some criticisms from my friends. Um, and I'm going to be working on that. I say, um, a lot. I pause a lot because a lot's on my mind. Um, I'm going to probably work on just writing down the topics, but uh, this is just a random note. Um, so the topic in mind today is going to be on the social issues in America, mainly focusing on Black Lives Matter and police brutality. We have all seen what has been happening along the lines of police brutality this summer, especially in the United States and around the world, where um, the unlawful, unjust murder of George Floyd was videotaped and shared across the internet on social media sites and it created an uproar I would compare to the same caliber of what happened in 2012 when Trayvon Martin was murdered by George Zimmerman and when Michael Brown was murdered. Um, in cold blood and wow it like that death in particular just boils my blood I watched a documentary on um, Hulu called Strange Fruit I think it's called Strange Fruit I will double check on that and it basically chronicled everything that happened to him um, leading up to his murder and even after what um what happened i would highly suggest watching that one but back onto the topic um the murder of george floyd has resulted in one of the biggest um movements that i've seen in my lifetime at least we've always heard of the civil rights movement and how the civil rights movement of the 1960s helped bolster the Civil Rights Act in the 1960s for allowing Black people to have the right to vote and um, be treated in an equal standing to their white counterparts. Um, and the reasoning behind that is um, that um, it just it, like it got rid of most of the most of the like 
horrible things that happened during the Jim Crow era where black people were not allowed to be in the same room as white people. They weren't allowed to use the same um, facilities as, as white people. And wow, just my brain is just exploding with thoughts and anger about what the fuck was happening. Um, but I digress. So we are talking about the civil rights, not civil rights, the Black Lives Matter movement, which has now been vilified and basically treated as like the Black Panther movement of the 1960s and 70s, um, which was infiltrated by the FBI. And it was infiltrated by the FBI um, with an organization called COINTELPRO. Um, they had agents um, put in to monitor the leaders and the movers and shakers of that movement um, in order to like downplay all of the good things they've done and make them the public enemy number one because J. Edgar Hoover, who was the, the head of the um, CIA, was afraid of a, a black messiah coming forth and making change in the black community and in his like utterance of that and enactment enacting on that he is the ringleader of the murder of fred hampton who was the leader of the black panther party um located in chicago so their branch in chicago he was leader of it um it is it tarnished the image of the black panthers to the point where when you think of black panthers the black panther party you would think of a militant group when in actuality they made a free lunch program they provided like ambulance rides for people um they provided free health care for people in poor communities in Oakland, California, in New York, and in um, Chicago. But we don't hear about that because of what the FBI and J. Edgar Hoover did. But I digress. I think that it's, it's still happening to this day to the Black Panther Party um, where hate to say it, but Trump supporters say that the Black Pan- like the Black Lives Matter movement is a, a hate group, which it is not at all. It's a group created, it was a movement created to help bring more emphasis on the fact that Black life, Black dreams, Black hopes matter. And in denying that, you are denying a human right, which is the right to live. Um, wow, I could go on long tangents about this, but it's it must be said that Black lives do matter. And when we say Black lives matter, we mean all Black lives, not just the cis-heterosexual ones, but also the gay ones, the lesbian ones, the bisexual, transgender, non-binary, like anyone under or in the LGBTQ plus community who identifies as black 
your life also matters. So that notion is, wow, just mind blowing, honestly. Well, welcome back everyone. Um, Second segment, I'm gonna try and incorporate my friends into this. I will see if I can get them on next episode or next couple of episodes. But um, while we're on the notion of police brutality, I also wanna talk about how it's being displayed in popular media with the term copaganda, which is used um, as a term to describe um, the media's representation of cops as the good guy all the time and how the people they're apprehending are always, in every single case, the bad people and that they have to use deadly force in every instance, such as like law and order, SVU, basically all law and orders where the cops use force to get answers out of the criminals, how, when, shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine exist, shows like, um, um, like 911. Like there are so many cop shows out there. There's like Chicago Blue. There are so many cop shows that represent and present the cops as being heroes when in actuality they're not actually heroes. And for a fact, blue lives do not matter. Blue life is a profession. You can take your your uniform off and not be an officer anymore, but you're still the skin color that you are. If you're a black cop, you're black before you're a cop. Just saying. So, yeah, the representation of police in media, we've worshipped them and put them on such a high pedestal to the fact that we can't even get any justice. There's no culpability for police officers when they murder people while they're in their homes on a no-knock warrant, um, when they stop and frisk people on the street just solely for them being black or brown. When they um, shoot and kill a person on a traffic stop, when they kill someone in a jail cell, when they are arrested unlawfully, when they shoot and kill a seven-year-old on an illegal no-knock warrant, when they kill a child with autism, when their parent called them because they were having a bad flare-up. Like, there, the list goes on and on about why police should not be put on such high pedestals and they should be held accountable for all of their actions, but they're not. We are to blame for holding these people up and basically giving them pats on the wrist for what they've done. There is no reason why there should be 
literally like endless amounts of names of black and brown people who've been killed by police officers alone the united states alone has a very high like count for police brutality we also have very high incarceration rate and black and brown bodies are supplying the labor for this prison system so i solely believe in getting rid of the police system because police the police force was started as slave patrols to collect runaway slaves and bring them back to their masters for punishment. Um, we should not have them. I believe in the abolishing of the police system, the prison industrial complex, and also I believe in the abolishing of ICE. We should not punish people for coming to this country to make a better life for themselves. And then when they are in this country, it takes them a longer time to get their papers to work here and have the quintessential quote unquote American dream. So yeah, um, I'm very passionate about these issues, which is why I might go like, if it seems like I'm going on a long tangent, I apologize. I'm just very passionate about this topic. And there's no other way to talk about it because as a black woman, as a black cis hetero bisexual woman in America, I have to go through hoops in order to survive in this country. And it shouldn't be this way. I should be able to walk outside and not fear being arrested by the cops or being killed. I should be I should feel safe being in a home that I live in. I should be safe going out with friends, but I'm not. And that's the shitty thing about society right now. Um, so yeah, I'm going to switch switch topics a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about some of things that I've been enjoying for this week. Um, This week, what I enjoyed most is watching YouTube videos. Um, There's this YouTuber named Nicole Raffi who talks like she has beef with her fucking school. Uh, And I enjoy the beef that she has with her school. She is a very inspirational. I also enjoy how relatable she is. And I love her energy. Um, What I have also been listening to is this podcast called The Magnus Archives. My roommate got me into it. It's, how do I describe it? So The Magnus Archives is about this man named Jonathan Sims who has to record um, these supernatural instances or incidences that happened throughout the years, um, but he's having a hard time transferring them from a physical from physical paper to digital copies on a computer. So the copies that can't be made uh, and put on a computer immediately are put in are recorded in a cassette tape or a record. Uh, no, it's a re- uh, cassette player and. It just like chronicles like 
the shenanigans that happen in the Magnus Institute. I love it. It's actually a really good podcast. Um, If you're easily scared by things, I wouldn't really suggest it. I currently am on episode... I'm going to jump to Spotify for a bit. I'm currently, I think, on episode like 68, which is called The Tale of a Field Hospital. But my favorite episode so far probably would have been um, in season one. There was an episode... There's so many good episodes, but I don't. The Man Upstairs is probably the episode that scared me the most. And, oh, Lost Lost John's Cave, episode 15, is probably one of my favorite episodes. But my opinion on favorite episode could probably change in the next week. Uh, the story is very compelling. Um, it's not dry and boring. It actually draws one in. Um, you get to see the dilemma that Jonathan Sims has and is going through. So I would highly, highly, highly suggest that episode. Um, for anime, the anime that I've been watching kind of semi-regularly is Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho is like an OG 1990s anime about this kid named Yusuke Urameshi who's like this fucking... Um, he's like this badass kid who like gets in trouble at school a lot, um, gets in fights a lot with neighborhood kids, like neighborhood gangs. And one day he, well, the first episode, he literally dies. So yeah, um, the first episode he dies and goes to spirit world and then he becomes a spirit detective helping solve supernatural cases. I'm not going to say anything else uh, about it, but it's by far one of the best shonen anime next to Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood out there. Um, if you also, like, uh, like a quick fact or like a cute fact, so the, if you're a weeb, this will probably be, um, you'd already know this news. Um, he's married to um, the mangaka for Sailor Moon. Um, what is her name? It's like not something Takeuchi. Sailor Moon mangaka. Naoko Takeuchi is married to Yoshiro Tagashi. And they are so adorable. I just love that the fact that those two are married to each other. So Yusuke Urameshi maybe could have a crossover with Sailor Moon with the Usagi Tsukino. It's really fun. I like that. Um, another anime that I'm also watching, which is also made by Toshiro Yoshiro Togashi, is um, Hunter x Hunter or Hunter Hunter. That is so, like, that anime is so good. Hunter Hunter is about this kid named Gon who wants to be a hunter just like his dad. Um, he wants to at least, by the time he, like, passes the hunter, if he passes the hunter exam, he'll understand the life 
and the reason why his father left him and probably one day be his father who knows i'm not even i'm 118 episodes into this anime but it's so good like you see the character development you see um the struggles that he goes through and the friends that he makes along the way the the villains are amazing my favorite villains are the phantom troop I also like Hisoka. I don't know if Hisoka counts as a... I think he's an anti-hero or something. But Hisoka is pro- creepy. Creepy as fuck. But he's a compelling villain. Um, is there another anime that I'm watching? No. Anime that I ha- um, have on a hold right now is Haikyuu. Um, Haikyuu's this anime about this kid named Hinata who's a very charismatic, energetic um, young man who loves volleyball so much. And he used to play volleyball on a team that wasn't as good in middle school. And then he finally goes, um, he goes against this other kid named Kageyama and they were rivals in middle school and they end up in the same high school together and they end up on the same volleyball team and it's just them working out um their differences in season one they were working out their differences and um they were trying to be um a better team i forgot the team name it's i'm really shitty right now um but haikyuu is an anime that i get really emotionally invested in and um i'm done season two there are four seasons now um, I think the fourth season is about, or fifth season is about to come out this year. Uh, I think the fifth season is about to come out this year. What is the team name? Um, wow, look at me failing at knowing things. <laughs> That's just going to be a regular occurrence. Ah, uh, Karasuno. Karasuno is my favorite team uh, by default, but whatever. Um... Uh, Karasuno was a team that was at the height of its prime before Hinata. There was another um, person named called the the little giant or the the short giant, and Hinata wants to um, be that person, but for the new generation. Um, it shows the team's ups and downs and how hard they work in order to be the best team out there. And there are far more other teams that probably surpass them, but like the tenacity that they have is commendable. So I would highly suggest Haikyuu. It's it's one of my favorite sports anime next to Prince of Tennis and Free Ibotobi Swim Club. Those are really good sports animes. Um... I don't think I'm watching any other anime right now. Oh, uh, my friend, um, a friend of mine suggested that I watch Vinland Saga. Well, the only description I can give about Vinland Saga is that it is mainly about Vikings. That's all I know. If you like the show Vikings from History Channel, you're most likely going to like Vinland Saga. Um, the character, I don't remember their names, but I like the main character so far, or who I think it is. His name is Thors. I don't know if he's the main character, but he's the father figure. 
and he is badass as fuck. This man used to be a part of um, an entire uh, renegade crew or something. And he was like, yo, fuck this. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Let me dip and go to a village and just make a fa- have a family and just live a simple life. But then his past comes back into his life and he has to decide if he's going to go on a raid with them or not. That's as far as, uh, that's all I remember. I think I'm on episode four. I like it so far. Um, yeah, I could go on tangents about anime, but I will not. Um, I think that is pretty much all I have right now. Next time I will for sure write everything down. But if you would like to hear my voice again, um, if you like my nerdy ass adventures, um, I will, it would be so great if you follow my, um, follow my podcast. It's, um, quarantine vlogs, sorry, quarantine logs on Spotify. And I think every other streaming service might have my podcast up. Um, thank you once again, and I really hope that you all have, are staying safe. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful day or a night or whatever time of day it is. Thank you so, so, so much. Bye.